Practice will start at 2. At 4.15, uh, you line up in the north end zone. 4.30, you line, you line up this end zone. And you wait. And then it will be 45 minutes. The clock was running the entire time. And the point is, the fan-friendly aspect of Fan Day was very secondary. And that's not. I'm not necessarily saying this as a complaint. That Mark Richt, warm, cuddly, everybody's all friends here. It's Alabama now. Welcome back to the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. It has been about four months since our last show. I suppose you could refer to that lapse as our offseason. But the Bulldogs are back on the practice field. The UNC game at the Dome is only a few weeks away, and we are now officially back as well. Hi, my name is Scott Duvall. I am just one of three co-hosts, the others being Will Leach of SportsOnEarth.com and Tony Waller, who is the editor of the Georgia Sports Blog. We're back for season two and plan on bringing you as much UGA, SEC, and overall college football insight as we can deliver. Before we get into this episode, a couple of housekeeping messages. Well, they're not necessarily housekeeping. I'm just wanting to mention to you how you can find our show online and some of our social media links. There, I feel better. You can listen to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, and links from the Georgia Sports blog. Speaking of iTunes, if that's your preferred way of listening to us, please do these three things. Subscribe to our show, rate our show, and leave us a review. Socially speaking, you can tweet our show at WSLS Podcast, and using the same handle, you can also follow us on Instagram. That's probably enough of the reintroduction. Let's get into the show. Welcome back. We hope you enjoy it, and here we go. But no, so we um, uh, we wanted to do more shows in July, and it's actually my fault. Uh, Will, I'm Will talking, by the way. <laughs> we should we all, I feel like we don't have to reintroduce yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Uh, but I'm Will Leach. That is Scott Duvall. That is Tony Waller. Just to start off, we're we're back. We took about four months off for reasons because Tony was working, I was traveling, and Will was also traveling to Cleveland and all other parts of the world. <laughs> this is San Diego, and you went with Cleveland. I, I didn't remember. I was San in Cleveland Diego. as well. I was in well, Cleveland I as well. I know you were. I, I, I had not remembered uh, San Diego, but we figured what we would do is just give a quick recap of what <clears throat> occupied us all summer since the G-Day game. I think the G-Day game was the last one we did. That's correct. This is officially the start of Season 2, Episode 1. Yes, and Episode I, 1. I, didn't, I initially <clears throat> spoke with Tony about maybe trying some things different, like the intro and everything, but, you know, the music is good, no need to fiddle with it, so we're just going to stick with the same intro music. We might try a cold opening. If someone says something very snarky or interesting mm. during the course of the show, that will end up in the front as kind of a teaser. But let's not, hold our, let's not hold our breath. For oh, that. we'll get one. I mean, we're, <laughs> oh, we're I, think, I think it's something snarky, yeah. yeah nothing uh, yeah. sage or intelligent. So, Tony, we'll start with you. What have you done since April to now? Oh, I don't know. Well, let's see. We've been to Alaska, which was awesome. Basically spend the summer driving kids back and forth between Pierce County, Georgia, and Indiana. Um, kids were going the whole summer. Got started on the basement, mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time worrying about who's going to start at quarterback for Georgia. Not really. I spent a lot of time really, really worrying about our depth. Honestly, yeah. that's what I spent a lot of time worrying about. I, uh, I spent a lot of time worrying about uh, your depth as well. So. Well, um, fairly shallow. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I did much more travel this summer than I wanted to, um, as people will remember from last year's show. I, that's your shows, I suppose. I was 
I covered, we covered the election still for uh, Bloomberg Politics in addition to Sports on Earth, the New York Magazine, and New Republic, everything else I'm doing. So I went to Cleveland to cover the conventions this summer. Um, not I did not go to Philadelphia. The whole idea was I would go to Cleveland because that's where all the crazy protests would be. And I was kind of on the protest beat. And it turned out that Philadelphia was actually where all of those were. And all the craziness was going on inside the auditorium uh, in Cleveland. So uh, I ended up getting only one really good story out of Cleveland. Uh, and it was all about how everyone was hugging cops all week. So very daring Hunter S. Thompson-esque uh, uh, journalism. But it was, it's been fun. Um, uh, I will confess... Uh, after spending a week in Cleveland and uh, spending all this time covering politics, I find myself getting really excited about covering sports. To be entirely honest, something um, not politics. Yeah, something something a little break from that. I found uh, uh, it's definitely a little exhausting and uh, can be somewhat demoralizing. Uh, but uh, it's over, so I'm now back um, and ready to get back to business. I have been traveling all summer. I am in Athens. I am going nowhere. I am ready for, to uh, to start talking some football. And Scott, you did some cool stuff for your day job, right? Went yeah. To New York. Yeah, I went to New York to film a 360 video uh, with the new Samsung Gear 360 camera. It's not even available in the U.S. yet, so I felt real special. I had a bunch of people coming up to me, going like, half the people knew exactly what it was. I guess they would be camera geeks, kind of like myself, and then a bunch of other people had no idea what it was and felt a little bit threatened by it because it looks like an, an eyeball and on each side. <laughs> so it's it, not a block of wood with like a piece of. Like water bottle attached to it, like in the NPR uh, story this week. No, okay. no, definitely not. No, it's very. Uh, it, it looks kind of like um, BB-8 from Star Wars. Mm. Oh, cool! It, it, Except for it doesn't roll. It does not roll. It's not sentient. Whatever that means. Very cute though. It, it is <laughs> very cute. cute. It is cute, and it's is a, BB-8 sentient. I don't know if BB-8 sentient. Uh, I, mean, I he, guess he's he was no Jar Jar Binks. But. Yeah, I mean he he responds to basic commands. Yeah, he does. That's right. I guess counts as sentient. Yeah. it'll take video in three sixty degrees. It's kind of mind blowing. Yeah. So um, yeah. so yeah, with the family and I went to New York, and I joined y'all's club. I turned forty mm-hmm. back in June. Um, it, we have very comfortable fitting jackets. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What color are they? <laughs> Mine. Mine's plaid. Okay. Well, obviously, I think Will's is gingham. So yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a V-neck jacket. V-neck. Do they even make those? An ascot. Yeah, an definitely ascot an ascot. Okay. But, you know, I feel all right about turning 40 because I'm in good company because Kirby Smart just turned 40. Yeah. The talented Mr. Will Leach turned 40 last October. Sure. Sure. Peyton Manning yeah. is now 40. Tiger I turned 40 some time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're 40. Tiger Woods is doing great. Yeah. And he's is he? 40. I'm joking. <laughs> Hey, Tony, Tiger Woods is doing better than all of us. Okay, That's let's right. not let's not. That's a fair let's point. Let's not get ripped on uh, Tiger Woods. And then, and then, as my wife, when I start feeling down about being forty, she likes to pat my pat me on the back. Well, not too hard. Freudian slip right yes, there. Not too she hard. likes to pat me on the back and tell remind me that David Beckham is also forty. You know, kind of saying like, "Hey, you know, don't worry. You know, but he's rich and famous soccer guy and in great shape with a bunch of tattoos. I don't know what that means, but." Uh, okay, by the way, if in the pool you had Scott talking about soccer first on the podcast, you would just want a lot <laughs> yes, of money because the odds exactly, are high. That's exactly. right. But, um, well, I have to say I'm very excited uh, to be back doing this. I've been uh, – uh, one of the things that's happened really since we've done this last is my son has become – my son William, he who just started pre-K, has become very obsessed with Georgia football. And we went to the fan day. It's a very loud <laughs> – uh, flash to open. Good okay. lord! Can can you give a play by play of what's happening right now, Will? Yeah. So Tony brought a flask that is roughly the size of a Buick, and it yeah. is yeah. But if you have flask envy, <laughs> yes, it's fine. It is a substantial flask that he's got here, and he just poured himself 
something terrifying. Um, this was actually my, my my birthday present this year from some people. That's a that's a you spectacular. Are, you are loved. Um, so uh, I took my son to Fan Day. I'm the only one that went to Fan Day. Correct? You guys didn't go. Well, I think there were a few other people there. But yes, the only one in the room. In the room. Yes, that, yes. That, that uh, it was a Fan Day, and. <clears throat> My son now, because my son loves to fall asleep to last year's media guide. He will like read last year's media guide. As he wow, falls you're training him up well. He's, I've actually trained. I've, I wrote about this recently. I don't. It's almost too well trained. Like I'm like, you know, here are the state capitals. Here is math. Here are the U.S. presidents. Because uh, he's really into it to the point where he was calling out numbers. He knew all the players' numbers, uh, and in a way that I did not know all the players' numbers. So uh, he was certainly uh, one upping me a little bit. That, but I want to talk a little bit about actually Fan Day before we get into everything. All right. So is this the start of the podcast? Is sure. Like we're getting, this is the we the, should start talking prelude. about Georgia stuff. We start talking about okay. Georgia. Yeah. Stuff. Okay. Um, and uh, we can get into the, like the like some of the depth chart stuff in a second. But I want to. I really feel like an overarching storyline all season is going to be something that we talked about a lot last year, which was uh, particularly when they made the decision to fire Mark Richt and bring in Kirby Smart, which now it's been long enough now that I don't think it's particularly debated that much anymore. I mean, I, some people disagree with it. Some people agree. But I think Kirby Smart generally, they have, people are excited about Kirby Smart. I don't think there's any negative thoughts about it. While they're, they're still rooting for Mark Richt and the new goatee. Yeah. And, I mean, he's done a good job of winning the offseason. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, yes, he, I mean, yes, Kirby yes, has. Yes. He's said the right things. He's done yeah. the right things. But one of the things that we talked about was the difference – what what Georgia said about itself when it made the decision to fire Mark Richt and bring in Kirby Smart, which is to say all of this, things are different in, in Athens. Things are different here. Georgia is a different kind of program. They There was a certain tacit admission that like, you know what, winning is actually more important than all that. It doesn't mean that in an ideal world, <laughs> you don't win and have that, but that Mark Richt fan love total happy warm thing that everybody that was a very important thing for him to spread around i can say after being at the fan day that is not the case anymore and that's okay as long as they win but there's a lot of like i've I've heard i've I've, if you've been on some of the fan boards there's been a lot of discussion of this about how all of the things that rick you know when they would sign those autographs in the past at the end of the game it was they'd go forever like that like rick would stay there as long as he could and then it was always a big it was a clearly it was the fan day <clears throat> this was not a fan day this was a and we're having a practice and yeah. if you want to watch that's fine yeah and then for 45 minutes to the button by the way the minute that 45 minute bu- button stopped it, they were gone in, inside the the stadium there was no photography allowed no videography allowed. You couldn't take a selfie. Not that I'm a big selfie taker, but you couldn't take a selfie Did of you yourself. Did you see anybody sneaking one? Certainly people were trying to, but there were security people around to try to stop you. Wow. Like, the same way I remember, uh, like, I've jogged before <laughs> past San- when they've had a practice at Sanford Stadium, and I stopped for a moment to get a picture of the field, and someone said, no, knock it off. I feel right. like that's a little different. That was a private practice. Right. This was... Hey, everyone, come in here, but just so you know, uh, there will be no pictures taken. The board the entire time was of the itinerary. It was a, here is how this is going to go today. Practice will start at 2. At 4.15, you line up in the north end zone. 4.30, you line up this end zone, and you wait, and then it will be 45 minutes. The clock was running the entire time. And the point is, the fan-friendly aspect of fan day was very... Very secondary. And that's not, I'm not necessarily taking this as a complaint. I'm not, like, we weren't going to get autographs. I don't really care one way or the other. And, and William was much happier to watch them practice anyway than he would have been to do anything else. But it was undeniable. This is the third one of these I've been to. I've taken the, taken the boys to, or one boy to. And that Mark Richt 
warm, cuddly, everybody's all friends here. It's Alabama now. It's Alabama now. And that's okay. Like, if, if this team wins, no one's going to care. But I found it undeniable. It was run efficiently. It was run no nonsense. It was run very disciplined. It was and and listen, there is a I, I, that's what they wanted. Like clearly, Kirby Smart's not here to like like just take hugs and and go uh, nine and nine and four. Uh, so there's no question that when they by bringing him in, they were saying we tacitly we want to be Alabama. I will say you're already seeing that change. You saw it that fan day. It feels like Alabama. Well, the interesting part about that to me is that that's the part that the people that want to Rick gone uh, really didn't care about and actually would yeah. point to and say right. the lack of attention to focus on uh, – in other words, waste no practice to go to the Ramsey pool, right? That sort of thing drove the people that like want to Rick gone five years ago. Right. That sort of thing drove them crazy. But, of course, we talked about a lot this last year. Was that actually the majority – no, I don't. Fans. I don't think. That, I don't think there's. And it's, it's actually like the election. I don't think there is a majority of Georgia fans. There's people that want to Rick gone. There's people that loved Rick, and you could not say anything bad about Rick. Right. And then there's the rest of us who thought, you know, I'm, I don't want to see Rick fired, but you know, I, if we're going to do it, let's do it. Right. Let's not. Let's not make a big deal out of it. The other part about that, and this is the part I get back to, um, you know, this it's a definite contrast, and it's not hard to see that whether it be something Kirby has observed or something Kirby's been told that some of the things that make people the maddest are the things that are not here anymore. Right. Um, and we talk about the fan focus and, and I wonder how much, and I think you're right. You went, you went 11 or 12 and go to the SEC championship game no every, every, every year. No one's going to care. Right. right. They don't in Alabama. Um, Does Alabama do it this way? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Alabama, no I know that's a dumb question. <laughs> a, a, a it's good, reeked of saving. Yeah. Like, the I, whole I, thing was saving. And I'll get back to my point in a minute. I'll give a, a good example. When Saban first started in Alabama, there used to be a week a year, uh, well, two weeks a year. You could send stuff in and Saban would sign it. He doesn't do that anymore. Like he just, I mean, yeah. you, if you want his autograph, you basically have to write. And if explain why you explain want why it. you want it, and if they if he deigns to do it, he'll do it, and doesn't normally give it right, right? By, by clicking the doors, the, uh, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, but Lord Farquaad has his own. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, but getting back to my my point is that the things that Kirby has done to like the, the for example the focus on detail the the really really good recruiting which you can't argue you can't argue with it uh, and we'll see what happens in february Not for what it's worth people didn't argue with rick's recruiting either like, like right but there was always there's always if, one guy if you go back if you look backwards right, for right. example we're in a depth problem right now because the class right. of 2013 right, right, right. You know, three of them didn't come, two more got kicked out or whatever. And I'm not saying that we have to be the program. It's interesting considering where I was nine months ago. I'm not saying we have to be the program that is – and I've always felt that we we oftentimes shoot ourselves in the foot. I'm sorry. You don't drug test people when they come back from spring break. That's the dumbest thing you do. <laughs> That's just the dumbest thing you do. I'm sorry. It is. But especially if it's not mandated. Um, but I think Kirby's attention to detail, his ability to get things done within Butts Mayor and outside of Butts Mayor, and more importantly, the fact that he is um, – I don't know. I don't know if you see any practices or read any reports from practices, but practices are crisper, and it's not yeah. really – and this is from impartial observers, not from not not typical off season happy talk. Now, 
again, it gets back to the thing. It's like, you know, Mark Richt was beloved because he was accessible to the fans. He, he very much got the marketing part of it. And, you know, maybe Kirby Smart can actually thank Mark Richt for putting George's program at that point because – he doesn't have to do it. He doesn't have to do it, right? And and I think if you ask a lot of people, they would tell you that there is a substantive there was a substantive difference between Don and Rick. Kind of like Don and was very accessible to some people, uh, and particularly people that enjoyed um, certain activities. Uh, I, I think I think you know Billy Gillespie comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Coach Don because I'm you know I love to have a drink yeah. sometimes, but I'm also not like paid now. like now. But I'm also not paid whatever it is Jim Don was getting paid to coach the Georgia Bulldogs. I, I guess my my point is this: I listen. I, I I think like most people, you'd rather have a winning team than a a, a less than uh, you ever you rather have a championship than a really good team with that embraces that says, "Hey, fans, let's all be friendly and active with the kids." But Listen, one of the big complaints that people had about Rick was, hey, he'd been here for so long and never won that championship. But a large reason of that, of course, was he gave himself a lot of, straight, of right. slack. He gave himself a lot of slack by working in the community and being beloved on that stuff. And I, all I'm saying is this, is once you've made this switch, which I'm not even saying I disagree with. I'm actually more just like observing the dramatic difference already that you see, even from the outside going to the fan day for a day, is, all right – you better win and you better win fast because that sort of Georgia thing is, listen, I, I have, I have the, the, uh, the fanaticism of a convert. Like I've been in here in the last three years and <laughs> I like I've signed in, you know, I believe it. Like there's no one more, nobody calls the priest more than my mother who's, who, uh, who converted to Catholicism later grew, than Methodist. people that grew up with it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, no, like if you are a late in life convert to something, you are more avid than everyone, uh, not more avid, but like certainly you believe all the stuff that they tell you more than someone that grew up in it in a lot of ways. And so for me, moving here, one of the many, many things that I really found to really love about Georgia football was this idea that, like, listen, we're going to have a great team every year, and we're going to win a championship at some point, and we're putting put a lot of great stuff together. But also, like, this is a family. This is a, this is a thing that this – this is, this is not Florida State. You know, this is not Oregon. You know, this is not Miami not, until Rick got there, I guess. Yeah, fine, and yeah. and this is a special place. And right now, they're they're it's explicit. We want to be Alabama, and that's fine as long as they win the championship. That's great. No one's going to complain. I'm certainly not going to complain. But if you get off to a bad start or things don't go right, as things often happen, even for people who are at the top of their professions, things don't always go perfectly. I feel like there's going to be a lot less wiggle room. So you were there. Did you hear any rumblings amongst the people that were there? Did you see any like... Well, it was so hot. It was also so okay. hot that everyone was ducked under the... Damn it, Kirby. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was a jerk move, honestly. Um, so maybe it's not that big of a deal because I certainly wouldn't care. I mean, but there's no longer... I'm not saying it's a big Scott, deal. There's never, it's never been not hot in Athens. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about I'm not the saying it's a big deal. I'm talking I'm about saying... the signatures and the oh, photos yeah, yeah. and everything. I don't... I don't... That, that, I would get it. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of... A, I subscribe not, to the theory of, yeah. hey... It's a new leaf. Let's win now. I'll I'll do whatever we have to with Fan Day, and then we can reevaluate it. But down the, the point road. it's not Fan Day. The, fan, the 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 point is not. They fan should day. rename it then. No, the point is not that Fan Day was this terrible experience Practice and they really <laughs> screwed it up. That's not the point. The point is there's a clear shift, and we will see it in future things down the line. This is one example of it. Right. And there's going to be a ton more like this because that Georgia just wants to be Alabama now. I don't and have a problem with that. If you win a championship, but if you don't, then you have the thing that made you Georgia. Gone, and well, you don't have a championship. I don't. 
I don't buy that entire premise, and let me tell you why. I don't think Mark Rick has the franchise on, on winning, quote unquote, the right way, right? I, yeah, I think there's some remaining to be seen about how Coach Smart handle or Kirby handles. Um, it's so hard to call. get it right. What yeah, are you gonna Kirby, call him? Kirby, Kirby, or Coach. <laughs> It's hard to call somebody. Sorry, no, it doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's there's five, there's an off. There's an off. There's an off. There's an offline story. There's an offline story. Uh, so Kirby, you know, is if Kirby continues to to, I mean, you know, we've seen it. He's kicked people off the team. People that actually would be playing this year. Right. That in a way that that I think we've seen Nick Saban not right. do, and more importantly, like the, the Murray Smart uh, Smith thing. Right, I mean, it was perfectly fine for a guy that wasn't going to be a contributor this year mm-hmm. to transfer to Arkansas. It's not at all okay for a guy that they had penciled in as a starter to transfer as a graduate to Georgia. Even though no. Alabama absolutely will not play Georgia this year. <laughs> right, right. But what I'm saying is, is, and I get what you're saying from the we're going from you know, maybe 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 the apt analogy is we're now going from the um, really really successful five store. Um, five stores, you know, shopping, uh, mm-hmm. grocery store in Indianapolis to now we're going nationwide. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's what's happening. Like right. Maybe that's what's happening. And, may, and that's what we're all hoping is happening. And certainly I think these early signs point to that happening. Right. But football's really hard and weird things happen all the time. And I'm sorry, we're going to get into schedule. We'll get into all Bill that. Conley says uh, 18 to 22 year olds playing with a pointy ball. Yeah. Like it, all kinds of strange things are going to happen. Every single great, well-laid plan that you put down doesn't mean you're actually going to win. And I'll put it this, is this way is if they don't, this is the same thing we talked about that after this move was made in the podcast last year. Yeah. Once you've made this move you better win and you better win immediately this is not a criticism of the way that he's doing things i i think it totally makes sense he's a smart guy and i'm I'm also not saying that he's like some like nihilist assassin kind of like some (laughs) some mercenary come and be like i don't care about the guy went to georgia he clearly loves about loves so he's not much champ at florida yeah like okay cool no one's and now south carolina agent must champ lives yes like like there's no claim that's gonna be a dumpster fire oh there's gonna be so many podcasts talking about that one so this is not – I don't really mean this as a criticism. I'm just saying that like there is clearly a connection that they've decided is not important right now. Maybe it will be important eventually. Maybe the, the – I think the strategy is clearly we're going to win and then we'll worry about that stuff. And that's fine. There's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again, you better win because – and we'll get into the schedule. We'll get into the rest of this. You look at the schedule, man, and listen, I think Georgia should be favored in almost all of these games. But in, there is not there is a non-zero possibility that this team loses four of its first five games. Like it's not impossible. It's not impossible. And if that happens, then you start hearing mess champ stuff. You just do. And that's your Illinois minute by yeah. Will Leach. I'm sorry. Wait, where's my like, whistle? <laughs> Look, I, I understand what you're saying. I really do understand what you're saying. Um, I don't think they're going to lose four of their first I, five. I guess there's non, saying it's a non-zero not, chance. It's a non-zero I guess. chance. Uh, but not just I guess you've got North Carolina, who's is roughly going to be a one point favorite, two point favorite in that game, maybe. No, Georgia's came out as what a three point favorite. Four, three. Five. Georgia came out as a three point. Okay, favorite. so three. <laughs> that, uh, that's clearly like not far. Nickel from State's fifty one. Okay, well, yeah, they're um, going to beat Nickel State, but like, and they'll probably beat Missouri. But again, Missouri's a weird team. What if the quarterback situation isn't figured out? You've got at, Missi- at, at Mississippi. Hey, who's who's Missouri's coach? Who's Missouri's coach? 
What is uh, they the hired their yeah. defensive coordinator. Yeah, the new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From in house. Yes. I, they kind like, of needed to settle like, that. They, yeah, yeah they, they, no, you're like, right. You're right. Is that kind of like a Bo Ryan move? How he no, did with it was the no, opposite of that. It's opposite. It was, it was exactly chaos. the opposite. Remember, think of the chaos in Missouri football yeah. program. Look, like, I don't pay I, attention I, to Missouri football. Well, okay, I get well. what you're saying. I really do. They boycotted a game because until the president resigned. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah. That was so long ago. That was nine months. I get what you're saying, and I don't. And we're going to have plenty of time to debate whether or not Georgia could or zero non-zero chance of losing their first four games, three of their first four. Um, but well, then Tennessee would be four of the first five. But yes, that was painful last year at your birthday watching the Tennessee game. I'm just saying, there's non-zero. Chance. We'll get to the Tennessee. We'll get to the Tennessee game. Um, but but my point is this: is that I understand what you're saying, and I, I get what you're saying from the accessibility and from the you know, Georgia quote unquote family perspective. But I think that there is, I mean, I was pretty clear in November and December how I felt about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's, well, you know, we're, if we're going to hire a guy that the average is not almost nine wins a season over 15 years, now's the time. That's fine. Right. But Kirby smart better come in and win some games. I look at it a little differently now. And I'm not saying, I don't, I'm going to say, I disagree with you that he's got to win. I, I'm not saying I agree with you. He's got to win 11 this season, but I also am not saying I disagree with you and saying that he's got to be in a position where we can't perception wise or otherwise from a national perspective, quote unquote, always lose the big game. And I think that's the difference. That's what I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, but I don't like, I always felt that was a media creative narrative. Oh, it's a completely that, media yeah. creative narrative, um, but, but that we just made a massive personnel move. Uh, in response to. But if you think about Rick's first five years, he always won the big game. Uh, if you go back to That's think not about, exactly right either. I mean, he lost... Who was it? He lost to Florida in 02, and no, that kept I, us out of the championship. I don't want to relitigate but, Rick. That, I, but, that's not really But the But there were, there were more championships in the first part of his tenure than towards sure, the last. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I think but, we're splitting hairs here. But to get to what to get to Will's point, and I think, I think what you're trying to say is that... Don't tell me what I'm trying to say. There... I th- well, I think what Will's trying to say is that there is a seed change in how we're going to look at success. And, you know, Mark, a lot of what Mark Rick, I, I hate to use the term got away with, but a lot of what carried Mark Rick, especially in the uh, six and seven season, for example, um, was the goodwill he built with the fan base. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's and what that, I'm that necessarily, because you're no longer being. Look, come out. We'll spend two hours and sit in ninety five degree heat and sign autographs. And you know, you you could take a ticket to sign to get you know to take a picture with Uga. But I'm the head football coach. I should be available if you know if it takes to five o'clock. It takes to five o'clock. Yeah. And let's all go to the pool. And look let's all go to the pool. Going. And how much right. I'm a fun guy, even if I don't have a goatee now, um, or if I no, do he have, does a goatee. have one he now. does have a goatee. Yeah. He, he's been growing a goatee at, during practice every year. He'll shave it. He'll shave it. I'm telling you, he'll shave it. Yeah. Make a wager on that? Because it looks the, like he's turned over a new leaf. Yeah, is five it, is bucks. It, is he going to go the Gundy, uh, five bucks. the Gundy mullet? When, when, they, <laughs> when, they go to, when they go to Appalachian State, yes, that is a real thing. Miami is going to boom. That's middle yes. of the season. No, like, second week. Second week. Like, week two or three, yeah. Oh. Yeah, week three. They go to be shaved. Five bucks. Any takers? Oh, I don't have the Appalachian State schedule in front of me. What? Come on. You call yourself a college football podcast. It's I, an Illinois podcast now. What, Let's talk about loving. What I'm really trying to do, and I, I don't want to – we could go on this travel for a long time. But I'm really trying to like kind of set up what I think is going to be the overarching storyline of this season, which is, okay, now that – Dune was overrated. Move, oh, what? No, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like once this move is made, the wiggle room is gone now. 
And I just, I believe that. I honestly do believe that, that, that as, because there is undeniable excitement. There's undeniable excitement in my own household. I am undeniably excited. I'm very excited about the season. I'm not trying to like come across as somehow I'm not excited. This is a very exciting thing. I enjoyed the, like football is about discipline. Football is not about fun. Like I think that, that frankly, Kirby is right about this. But what I'm saying is that football is also completely unpredictable and weird things can happen. And, and, because they've already shown, it's already been shown now that the administration will respond to a in a to a fickle "I need to win now" fan base response. <clears throat> that now is not going away just because there's been a move. That's really what I'm saying. I, well, I mean, part of what part of the change didn't come from fickle fan base move. Part of the change came from a very vocal, very minority part of the fan base. Yeah. I mean, if you, I mean, I mean, let's be clear. If if you believe, if you believe what's on the message boards, I have zero insight into that because I am the opposite end of those fans. But I I think the part of it, you're right. Is that what bought an awful lot of equity for coach Rick is the, the accessibility and, and the, you know, Hey, we're, this is Georgia way. This is what we do. I don't think the Georgia way and the capital G capital W is gone. And that we're going to do, you know, we're still going to hold our players accountable and we're still going to do things differently than the rest of the SEC. I'm not saying Kirby Smart's coming in and taking away the Georgia way. Right. I'm saying that making this move, that's what put the, that. Okay. That, that's what put, I'm not saying. I'm not hey, saying I can Kirby, buy that. Yeah. I can buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that Kirby Smart's coming in saying I don't care about the stuff. He went here. Like he knows. Like, so what you're is, saying is Mark Fox better go 29 and 6. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're talking. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's what that's we're a later podcast. We'll that get to that. Podcast. Although they did great in Spain, they, did, they played they did, played really good basketball in, in Spain. Spain. And there's uh, I got a lot of uh, a lot of excitement about basketball this year. So, like, all right, is there anything we need to know? So we'll wrap up with it. That's really just what I'm trying to do is just yeah. set up a what I think is going to be a central through line throughout the season, which is every loss now is going to feel like wow, Alabama didn't lose this week. Alabama doesn't lose two games in the first uh, uh, two months of the season. I feel like that is now the new. Normal, as opposed to, which I which I would argue being harder. Like, <clears> listen, <throat> the thing that really hurts Georgia fans is when they lose that first big game. It's like, oh, here, here we go, go, here we go, right? Just right. like with the Alabama game, like when they every, lost everybody but, leaving at the same but, time. But then you start negotiating, but, like, who else needs to lose so you can get back in the. But SEC what this race. is now is now a loss. Is wait, I thought we were Alabama. Alabama doesn't lose. Not games with our like depths. Every, Come on, that's or lack not, we're not talking. I'm not talking about us. We're all looking at all this stuff. Yeah, but every fan um, base, every fan base is that way. Even Alabama's that way. I mean, if you ask Alabama fans, I, and I mean, think about it. Everybody, is, what, what popped in my head was the BYU game, right? The the BYU game in the Georgia Dome. It's like, oh, that's ugh, ugh. And I thought, well, Alabama lost that game to Utah, and you can make a lot of explanations about, well, you know, Alabama wasn't motivated, blah blah blah. The fact of the matter is, Utah showed up and was. Better coach, ready to play, and that was the Urban Myers Utah. It was Kyle Whittingham's Utah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, every program has that moment. I know, I know. Um, but I, I just think that there is now an expectation that Georgia, once it, once you've said ten wins is not enough, every loss just I think hits even a little bit harder. Huh? Maybe that's right. When when you when you put a little dink in that Georgia way thing. And every loss means a little bit more. So that's all I'm saying. Uh, listen, 
far as I'm uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're going to go twelve and zero and dance in everybody's graves and win the national championship game. So are we going to we going to do some flag football smack talk or yes, we can or even a, or even fantasy football? Yeah. Speaking of ongoing subplots this year, <laughs> I feel like I should let you guys explain what will be popping up pretty regularly can, on this podcast. Well, let, let me let me tell the story. Can you can you set the story? So okay. here's the thing. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a drink. You uh, want a drink? Yes. I um, forgot there was a four foot flask right next to me. And then and he's he's basically right. That thing is at least uh, eighteen inches. Y'all have flask envy. That's all there is to it. <laughs> it's not you know it's not the size of your flask. How will you pour it, Will? Um, so you know it's a really interesting story how I end up being a head football coach in flag football. This is Tony, by the way. If you can't tell from my dulcet tones. The um, wow, my, my wife, my sound. wife decided. So I promised my son I would coach his football team. I'd be an assistant coach because, you know, work and all the podcasts we're going to be doing. Um, and so I got an email Monday evening. This Monday is currently – this is tonight. We're doing this Monday night. No pressure, Scott. So uh, <laughs> I'm confused. It's Wednesday. it's Wednesday night. I know. I'm trying to make it sound like you're slacking on getting a, a, you. the production you. done. By the way, Scott does a great job on production. I should Thank say that because – That's why I'm here. Basically, y'all would be getting like raw video <laughs> – in this night video, raw um, dog. The <laughs> it's You're we, getting off the rails. Mark here. Riggs already lost control. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so I get an email saying, "By the way, tonight's evaluation. Thanks for head coach being a head coach." And I'm like, "I saw her email. I'm not a head coach." She's like, "But you are. You're so, I mean, you signed up." I'm like, "Come on, I'm like, did you sign me up to be head coach? No, I'm 100 percent certain I checked assistant coach. <laughs> so she didn't. I show up at evaluations, and who's there but Scott Duvall with his two young, soon-to-be, well-known athletes. That's right. And I, I didn't – I looked at the roster of the kids that were trying out, and I saw the last name Waller, and it threw me off because it said Charles. And I was yeah. like, that's not Tony Everybody something. knows he's Charlie. Yeah. And then I hear this booming voice from the background, you know, already talking smack to my boys. Not even – he hadn't even approached me yet. He was talking smack to my – Ten and eight year old. So I think uh, it was your wife because I don't. It talk was probably that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But she'll she'll give it right back to you. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a really great league. And it's a fun it's league. Going to yeah. add an extra subplot. We will definitely be giving updates every uh, week uh, for the flag football season. And, and we have we have some really good coaches in there. The guy the guy from Boston, yeah. Brian, uh, whatever Brian last name is Brian. He wanted to be the Pats. It's like we're willing to fight us to be the Pats. That's right. We're like that's totally uh, cool. And it's like <laughs> it's like you like keep your cell phone yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. And uh, or the ball's deflated. And then like. Uh, who's it? Clay Chapel, Clay who's Chappell, coached who's, every single sport there he is. He is one of the best junior golf coaches yeah, probably in the yeah, state, in, yeah. in my opinion. He's coached my boys. Um, and, yeah, he's another coach. And Jim Gerard, who showed up with like a shorter college hat on. It's just yeah, he, he's, really gonna, he's already our, got plays designed, I'm pretty yeah, I'm sure. 100% certain. He's, he's color-coding uh, his uh, So we, we'll have fun with it. I'm the Eagles. You are the Ravens? No, I picked the Rams. Rams, that's right. Boys, Gurley, yeah. yeah. Gurley, yeah. Yeah, so. I picked the Eagles. I'm from, I'm from Pierce County, Georgia, in the high school before they became Pierce County, where I went to elementary school and junior high. I'm that old. Uh, was the Patterson Eagles. So I picked the Eagles because I like – I was really worried where I was going to end up with, like, the Bears. And uh, I hope my boss doesn't listen to this because he's a huge Chicago fan, but, God, hmm. blue and orange. Ugh. No offense, no offense, Will. I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I'm not I'm Well, not and to be fair, it came down – because a lot of the teams had already been picked, and it came down between the Bengals and the Rams that I got to choose from. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. obvious because you're either wearing orange or navy. Well, you're – I mean, and Odell is – what? oh, that's a bad example. David – Oh, that's a bad example. AJ Green. Uh, AJ Green. There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And 
No, Momass doesn't play for them, does he? No, he's long been retired or forced out or something. Forced yeah. out something. Plus, he played for the Browns. Uh, the other end of Ohio. The point <laughs> is, full circle. The all point I, is, <laughs> all I know is, whoever, whichever one of your teams does not get off to a really fast start, right. I will realize that you have lost the Rams' way. Yeah, we'll blame it on and, Mark Rick. Yes. Or, 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 of course, we're, you know, they shouldn't have. Fire the old coach, which gets us back actually to fancy football. I'm glad we're back to that. Yes, another yeah. ongoing subplot of this uh, season. So Will invited Scott and I to be a part of his 18 uh, year now. Uh, I started and I worked at the Sporting News in oh. 1998. So it's right when News you first online. moved to New York. No, 1998. 1998. I lived in St. Louis. And you were still in St. Louis at Sporting the time. Sporting News yeah. Uh, yeah. online. 1998. A group of guys. Uh, and women from the work of the sporting news with me. We do, we've done, it's called the We Are Searching for Bliss League. Which I thought was awesome. And um, it's been that called that since 1998. I think I just read like a McSweeney's piece. I was really into that, like all uh, the capital letter verb and so on. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we still do that league, and you guys are in the league. I'm very happy to have you in. It's my I, first time in like 10 years. I yeah, I mean, it's been 10 years for me. I'm a real nerd about I write a weekly fantasy football newsletter. It, the, for longtime Deadspin readers, uh, the term buzzsaw, which was the uh, nick, my nickname for the Arizona Cardinals, started in this newsletter. It was a way – that's where I, I – I, and I once joked that if I – my goal in life – because I, I wanted to come up with a nickname for the Arizona Cardinals because nobody cares about the Arizona Cardinals. And so they only had like five fans. So I thought, well, if I could just come up with a nickname and they just believe it, that started in that newsletter. So if you call the buzzsaw, uh, Arizona Cardinals buzzsaw, that newsletter as well. The Cardinals so, buzzsaw buzzsaw. Yes. So I wish I had known that. I'd yes, call my team buzzsaw. But that's buzzsaw. not your team name. No, my team was the Matt Greenway. Which, which is high school team. Which is my high school team. Yeah. So. I almost, actually, it's a strange horse. I almost went with my high school team because yeah. of that. Yeah, Matt Tim Greenway. Uh, well, did, you, did you catch my team name undertones? What's your team name again? You have a team name? Not since 1995. That was the last time. Wasn't that when the Braves won the World Series? The, the last and only time that I've and, seen it. Yeah. Okay. Wait. They won the last time the World Series, and that was the night that Georgia lost. WSLS podcast listeners. You need to direct all your comments, Scott, to lose for bringing even talking about mm-hmm. that night. As much as we love the Braves winning, that was the night Spurrier hung half a hundred, half a hundred, yeah, half a hundred. On so the we're celebrating in Clyde's. I was at Clyde's Bar in downtown Athens, <laughs> and I turn around and there's all these Florida Gator fans that back then were they were, were Braves, Braves fans. fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just ruined. Yeah, my you should have. It ruined my life. I bet they're probably set still it on Braves fire. Fans, yeah, they probably are. If they were Braves fans back then, they're, they're not Braves fans. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah, front runners. Yeah, yeah they're Rays cl- and Marlins. Are they're just, clear water strong. Well, they're just, yeah, man. they're just huge with Ugh. so many Rays and, and Marlins fans. You can't get away from them. So yeah, so y'all are going to get a steady dose of uh, flag football. Yeah, no, not a steady dose. I'm sure it's going to go. I feel like I can early. watch the downloads go down. Actually, <laughs> as we continue to have this conversation, it's almost like we're starting anew. We went four months without a podcast. So yeah, I think that yeah. our average daily listens went from like don't tell me the number, number, to like number. three. You yeah, know? I don't well, know who was had, listening to the Tennessee yeah, podcast from last year. It's yeah. not fair. To, it's not fair to have the question. But somebody did. Somebody did jump in and made some comment on tw- mention on comment on Twitter. It's like there'll be a spinoff podcast. You know, waiting since last Tuesday. So we play on Thursday, but whatever. Right. Right. The cinema holds. So, is there anything going on with spring practice that we need to know about? Anything? Breaking news. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, there is some breaking news. Oh, did, it's, you, uh, did you read up on that? News I breaking. didn't. I didn't. Uh, was, although uh, I know some stuff happened. Yeah, Tim Kimbrough is supposedly with some cryptic tweets leaving the team. Really? Yes, on his own. You know, he was. It was already reported by Seth and Chip that you know he had taken a quote unquote leave, leave of, of absence. absence. Yeah. And Kirby spoke to it about it with uh, his uh, press conference, but. You know, you you tend to think like, okay, he's got some family issues and this and that, but 
I read the quick update from Dog Nation, and they had the screen grabs of the tweets. And what, what's it sound like, Scott? It sounds to me like he's. I don't know. He said, "Like I still love you, Georgia." It's not. It sounds like something maybe out of his control. It's complete speculation. I just read his tweets. That's it. Um, but I think that it, it's kind of uh, that he's going to be no longer on the team, which is a bummer because I mean, if you read the media guide and everything, I mean, he's penciled in as one of our um, you know starter start starting linebackers. linebackers yeah. yeah. Well, the, was this building? It, a building over the past twelve hours. Yeah, twelve hours. Yeah. So, the, so this is a total. Yeah, I mean, shock. I mean, he was. I mean, you, if you look at all, I mean, look, Bill. I mean, I think Bill Conley mentions Tim Kebro. So, why? How does this happen? Two weeks, three weeks before the season starts. It has to be something personal, right? Well, here, I'll, I'll just, this doesn't sound like the discipline. And no, this isn't. This that, isn't something. I mean, I don't know. This isn't I mean, something to run him off. He said he he tweeted um, today, August tenth. Uh, sometimes in life. You'll have to make a hard decision. Even if you don't want to make it, you just had to do it. Next qu- next tweet, I didn't want to do it. Believe me. Next tweet, I love the UGA fans. I do everything for y'all. Last tweet, it was a family decision. But he never said he's quitting or anything. He is from Indianapolis. I don't know. Yeah, Kimbrough was one of the guys. He came from, I want to say Colonel LaBeouf, right? I don't remember. I don't so, but somewhere in one of the big Indianapolis high schools. And... uh you know, so maybe that just was a he didn't feel like he was going to get the playing time he thought under Mel Tucker. I don't. It's hard to say. Um, the the part about that though that concerns me is that we and we've dropped depth in there a couple of times because that's a legitimate concern. Even though Georgia's recruiting has been really strong, um, you know, there's I post something on the Georgia Sports Blog about the quotes from other coaches in the SSC. Um, you know, depth is a legitimate concern. I mean, I think it's something that we got to worry about. And linebacker is a place that, you know, actually the entire defensive backfield, you know, if you want to look at the back four and a couple of the linebacker positions, we weren't really worried about that. We start losing guys with lots of experience like Kimbrough. That's well, hard. The yeah. leading returning tackler from last year. Yeah, right. Gaines was just a one, one-year one guy yeah. with his transfer, yeah. and, and Kimbrough is the second leading tackler. And then you've got Natrez Patrick, yeah. who is yeah. has every bit of potential of being a standout uh, linebacker, but you know he's just a sophomore this year. And then you got Roquan Smith, who played sparingly, and is a sophomore. And then you just got a bunch of young guys after that, in, including Reggie Carter, who's coming back from injury. Yeah, and we'll, and we'll get to the full on Georgia preview, and hopefully we'll know more next week. But uh, it is, con- I mean, it's concerning. Yeah. And, but at this point, anytime you have a guy leave, sure. um, you know, the storylines to watch as we continue in camp will be the quarterback battle, or however you want to look at it. Um, I still haven't moved off my position. That's going to be probably Ramsey starting and Eason coming in. Although with you really think Ramsey and then Eason coming in. So Lambert's down to the relegated to third string. I mean, that's what I said in January. I see no need to change. I could change it next week, but okay. um, I, I can't watch Grayson Lambert quarterback this team anymore. So I, it's fine with me. Like as long as it's not Lambert, like I, listen, I'd like to see it be Eason. I think we'd all like to see what happens. Yeah. But I, I just can't watch Grayson Lambert anymore. <laughs> I just can't. He um, seems the, like a very nice man. I mean, no uh, offense to him. He seemed and the, listen. The, Why do you hate Jessup, Will? Why do you hate Jessup? He liked that. He had that perfect game. He had that that near perfect game. No, you had to talk about it. He threw two incompletes. Yeah, or one but, one game. Yeah, 25, yeah. 24, 25. But I mean, I I don't think I'm going to get a lot of people listening to this podcast <clears throat> being like, no, Lambert was awesome. Like, I think he needs to not be quarterbacking this team. Anymore. Well, it's just one of those head scratchers. Like, how did he only throw two interceptions last year? I mean that's it's kind of amazing. He didn't. He didn't because throw. He didn't throw. He didn't throw like ill-advised passes. He yeah. just didn't. Yeah, throw I mean, great passes. Yeah, yeah a I lot mean, of dropped interceptions. 
Well, I mean, I think it's hard to intercept passes because he of throws bounce. the ball so hard. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like Not probably, yes, if they, if you could, if it, if intercepted count, if it bounced and then you caught it, he would have a lot more interceptions. Okay. So, remember when you watch beaches? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that means either. So, um, yeah, and the thing, the thing about it is that the SEC East is kind of. There, we'll get into the we'll get an SEC next week, but it's kind of there. I mean, I'm not I'm not sold on Tennessee. They've got some good returning parts, but until Bush Jones shows me he can finish out a game, well, he did against Georgia. He did against Georgia because we. I mean, we still <laughs> almost came back and won that game. I know, I know. That even gets, though we were ahead, yeah, that gets really will, lost. Is that they lost Nick Chubb in the first play of that game? And, I know. And it was 38-31. Still went through all that ups and downs from. That's it. the third most points we scored all season. Yeah, that was the best time the offense looked good. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Speaking of which, what do we know about the running backs? I, uh, uh, I mean, has there been any word? I loved watching every time Chubb touched the ball or Michelle t- touched the ball for that matter. Everyone just applauded. They were just happy to see them <laughs> like run through a basic run in the, up the middle in practice. Uh, they, they. It still seems optimistic to think. Nick, Nick I'll tell you, I'm, you're you're a movie guy. Nick Chubb's Neo. That's all there is to it. He's <laughs> Neo. I, guess I don't see question. how. I mean, yeah, that, his leg, we all saw his leg saw. bend backwards. Yeah. No, I saw it one time because I refused to watch. Eight it months ago, and now he is like literally probably going to start against North Carolina. Do you think he would have started if Sony were fine? Yes, you think so? Oh. I, mean, I mean, I mean, originally, if the Sony thing hadn't happened, you uh, think he would be pushed into? It? No. Probably not. No. Probably not. But he, I think he could have. I think he could have. I mean, now he's going to apparently. God, like, it's now just we're amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Ron Corson is a miracle worker. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Like we'll see. Like listen, we've. I've covered enough sports to know that people get really excited about someone's coming back so early. This is unbelievable. And then they come back and it turns out, yeah, they kind of did and, push it uh, a little bit. And there's only one guy that came back early that was able to succeed, and that was Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, I mean, you see it every once in a while, but a lot of times we get really excited about, like, well, I can't believe how quickly he comes back. And he's just not quite the same right. guy, or he re-injured something. Keith Marshall? Yeah, like, yeah, that's Keith the Marshall. worry. And again, Nick Chubb is no Keith Marshall, no offense to Keith Marshall, but... The the nice thing about Sony when before his injury was you don't have to rush back Chubb. And now with this really kind of huge games just to start the season, it kind of feels like there's a lot of excitement about Chubb. He looks good, let's go. But it's I mean it wasn't it was October tenth. Like I turned forty that day. I know we'll always remember the date. And that's not very long ago. I have an idea. Why don't we start a tight end at quarterback and only run the ball against North Carolina? Like Oh wait a minute! Their bowl game happened that way. Yeah, that is the thing. The advantage. That's but the all thing the, about but all the stuff, all the stuff that didn't yeah. happen at the school that North Carolina played. Yeah, we will do a whole. Obviously, we'll do a whole North Carolina podcast. But it is worth remembering that is like you can run on North Carolina forever. Defensive coordinator Gene Chiswick. Yes. Well, I think that you're kind of not giving enough credit to the potential of Shakiri Wilson and Tay Crowder and maybe even <clears throat> Isaiah Elijah, McKenzie. Yeah, or Isaiah Elijah McKenzie. Holyfield. Yeah, McKenzie had. I'm talking about running back. Yeah, McKenzie had like a 55-yard jet sweep for a touchdown. And he's got one chance before he gets leveled like he did against, what, Georgia Southern? And then <laughs> did the running back position. You can't hit what you can't catch. <laughs> well, somebody caught him against Georgia Southern and then took it to the house the other way. 
they was run they were running right towards us in the enclosed end zone. Oh, okay. uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know about Shakiri Wilson. We don't know about Tay Crowder. Kirby Smart speaks really highly of Tay Crowder. It seems like his name comes yeah. up a lot. And Holyfield looks I mean, have you seen like a full grown yeah. man? It looks like yeah. his he looks like his But dad. we're still talking about a huge fight. like this is you're not yeah. you're, this is a big game. You're not playing Nickel State in the first game. No, that's true. That's true. That changes things a little bit. Yeah. So So yeah, we've got questions at Inside linebacker, running back, quarterback, special teams, kicker. God forbid the the game come down to a last minute field goal. Um, Bryce Ramsey drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> a lot. Who was the last guy that did that? Was it Doug Flutie? Did that? Flutie did McMahon that did times. it right. Yeah, Flutie, Flutie definitely did it a couple of times. But yeah, I mean that's the thing is there are. It, it's and, it, oh, wide receivers. I'm sorry. Who? Terry Godwin we had top, three. We have wide receivers again? Yeah. They, he had 320 something yards. You haven't read Bleacher receiving. you haven't read Bleacher Report or like college football news because we don't have wide receivers. Yeah. You should read those because it was very clear we don't have wide receivers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Our leading returning receiver had three hundred twenty seven yards three hundred seventy nine yards receiving yeah. and two touchdowns. Yeah. And he blew up in the the bowl game. Is that, is that chicken Hatton. or egg though? I think <laughs> I'm with I'm with Will on that. It's chicken or egg. I don't know. I just like Reggie Davis is our backup yeah well. second guy but yeah we'll we'll get into the idea of, of the east uh next week when we kind of talk about the sec a little bit but i can talk worries i think georgia clearly has some worries there's a lot of questions yeah. to be answered but there's they're, they're not like they're in the right side of the sec again as usual uh i feel like there's no nobody really scares you tennessee it's weird how tennessee i think they were the media pick for the sec east oh yeah by a bunch and which I think is, I think that's more of Tennessee feels like they're the team that would make that step. They're in less transition than Georgia is. Well, they have a returning quarterback, yeah. two returning uh, running backs. They're they bring back a lot of their defense, but and, and their coach is still head coach yeah. is still there, right? So and that makes a big difference. But the game is here. But of course, that's also in the middle of that crazy stretch, which we'll get into. When we get into the Georgia look at look at the Georgia season. I mean, it's funny if Georgia gets through those first five games. Four and one, I mean, look out. Well, if, yeah, if the, yeah. If the four, if, the, if especially one of the four includes Tennessee, yeah. If one of the four includes Tennessee, we're winning the East. Who cares what happens in the Mississippi game at that point? Well, a, a point of I'm going uh, to Mississippi, so I care a little bit. I, me too. I'm, I also care. A point of optimism to look looking ahead, just in those first four or five games, is if you look at the Ole Miss schedule, and then if you look at the Tennessee schedule, Georgia is sandwiched for Ole Miss in between Alabama. And Memphis, and think about it, they yeah. got beat by Memphis last year. I know, schedule, I know that Fuente's yeah. not there. I'm just saying, I'm trying to make some good Mississippi schedule here. is insane. But Ridiculous. Then but then Tennessee plays Florida the week before us, yeah. and, then and then A&M Alabama. in uh, College Station the week after. So we are yeah. sandwiched for both of them. So could there be some look ahead? I don't know. Well, I think the part about it that for the Tennessee game in particular for Georgia is that um, that's their first that's kind of their first big test, right? Tennessee, they play Vatech and Bristol. They're gonna, yeah, okay. They're, they're gonna beat Virginia they play Tech pretty Florida handily. Florida, Knoxville, and they haven't beat Florida. They play, they play Florida and Knoxville before us. Yes, okay. And then they come here. And when was the last time they beat Florida? Uh, like you were in your thirties. Um, Bush was president. The first one, maybe. Yeah, I think it's been like 12, it's, it's been twelve 13. years. Yeah. Twelve years. So, um, you know, the, the the interesting part about it for Tennessee is that uh, they have to. Tennessee has some stuff to prove, or, or I mean, they put up another eight and four and lose a lot of close games. But Jones probably on the hot seat, right? Um, that's a lot of pressure to coach under, and you know, Bush Jones hasn't 
prospered under that. And again, we'll get the SEC East in a little bit. So, you know, Scott, you got your tickets. Uh, so are you going to any away games right now? Do you have any plans? No, just, well, just the first game. The, the North Carolina, yeah. And yeah. I'm going. I'm probably going to North Carolina. You're going I'm not to, going to North Carolina. I hey, will but not you're, be North Carolina. You're going to Ole Miss. I'm going to Ole right? Miss. I'm going to Ole Miss with a Ole Miss grad right. Cardinals fan. Right, the guy that uh, the guy that does the music for does your music for my personal uh, Footer and Leach, right? Yeah. Well, Leach's parents, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, uh, so there's that, but yeah, tailgates on this year, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, we're we're doing it again. Um, we are going to Ole Miss and Lexington. We're going to Kentucky You're game. I always go to Kentucky. I it's it's such a great experience. It's a cute little stadium, <laughs> um, but it's a fun it's a fun trip. Even though they're not running at Keeneland when we're there, because we're there the week after Florida. Like I said back in the fall, I'm missing my first Florida game in a number of years. I'll be in D.C. Any uh, any D.C. dogs want to hit me up on Twitter or whatever? I'm happy to happy to come. I'm probably just going to the UGA uh, Bulldog Club watch party there. It is so much fun. I did, obviously to go to any. Yeah, you did New York, right? Yeah, it's so yeah. much fun. Yeah, I've like, done I it before. Like it's, I it's not as much fun as being as the game, right? But it is really fun to be in another city. Yeah, with. Your people. I've done Chicago and Indianapolis, so um, I'm just bummed about missing Florida. Although I gotta say, if we go down there, we went Florida by 25. I guess I can't go anymore. That's right. Um, Are you going to South? Is anybody going to South Carolina? No. I, I never realized how close uh, until I was. I went to cover the uh, primary this year. South Carolina, no. two hours, I, I, twenty minutes. I never I realized how close it was. I won't go it's back. It's impossible to get in and out of there. Though. I won't go back. Oh, it's a nightmare. Because I, I actually drove by the stadium because I was there early. I wanted to go see the stadium. And well, you can see it. It's kind of just stuck out there. Yeah, I like mean, it seems like a nightmare getting at it. Like, yeah. That's where Hairspray was filmed. I don't know if you knew that. It's not a true story, but uh, it feels shocking. that way very much. Um, the cockaboose? Dude. I actually have a good friend that has offered – his uh, his lady friend has offered to take me to the game, uh, and they have a – tailgate spot next to the cockaboose or the cockaboose club it's just it's a called. it's just a caboose in a oh, parking lot dude, I mean, it's no big I, deal it's all, yeah it's like i went i went i went the 35 seven game spill on the ground spin twice we're talking about it but uh we left in third quarter and but we showed up there and i, I went with people uh you know you know wayne my, my tailgate mm, of husband course, the man. uh i went with him and an, a friend of ours who had been to every south carolina game since the golf era, maybe, and we showed up, and they were like, "Wow, this is a really good tailgate spot." And it was literally up next to a, a warehouse. We had to walk through what appeared was going to break out to a rave later. It was just, I was like, "Man, this place!" <laughs> and you, you offered, you offered some South Carolina tickets, right, Scott? I did. And he was like, "How much were they?" I like ninety bucks a piece. Yeah, I was like, "That's like that. almost two hundred, too much." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and that's the way I feel about it. I'm not going back over there. I, I just can't do it. It's not, not It's not a good experience. It is a terrible experience. But I'm gonna let's. I'm gonna live in Athens for a long time. Yes, you are. I Will. feel like I need to see every SEC stadium. And you should go over there once. Yeah, you should go over there. We, once. I did. I've been there once. I mean, you I'm, should go see Love Tracker this yeah. weekend. <laughs> no, Love Tracker's yeah, playing at the George yeah. Theater. No, no, Y'all know who Love Tracker is. I don't know. Who that hurts my feelings. No, a I do. Bit. Okay. I don't know. In who fact, who uh, widespread is. has a. It's a song called Love Tractor. Yeah, that's right. Love Tractor is a band. They're getting back together to play at the theater this Are weekend. Are they a widespread panic-like band? Uh, no, they play a little more like, 
it's I hate to use the term emo because they started playing before emo was a thing, but mm-hmm. they're really like ethereal music, really it's, low key. Uh, but it does have widespread panic quality to it. I mean, yeah. they they do do they some doodle. jam. Uh, I wouldn't say doodle. They, they jam doodle. a little bit, they but doodle. it's not you know it's not seventeen minutes. It's on. not seventeen pieces, right, so right. it's not everybody gets a, It's not. I mean, there are three of them, so uh, maybe four. But uh, they're playing at George Theater first time. All of them been together in twenty years, maybe fifteen years. So we're I'm going. seeing Andrew WK when he's coming in November. Yeah, that's I'm, a good call. I'm absolutely it's seeing a good Andrew. call. He, I mean, yeah. It's time to party, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, all right. Well, is there anything else we need to get to before? Because uh, I feel like what we're going to do, I, we, we had our schedule. Yeah, let, let's set up the next couple of weeks. Okay. So yeah. we've got um, Pre, our preseason camp. Our yeah, preseason our camp, camp. Our camp. Yeah. So yeah. next week, uh, so we've got how many? We've got three shows before <clears> the season <throat> starts. That's correct, right? You got a calendar in front of you. I got a calendar. So we'll be doing a show on the 17th. The twenty fourth, and then the preview show on the thirty first. Yeah, so man. We have two shows, so I think what we should do is next week we should do probably a general SEC preview. Okay. Or do we do national first? Let's do national and SEC. Okay. Let's, like I Makes think sense. that will cover both. That'll of those. take. That'll be an hour and a half podcast. And yeah. then the week after that, <clears> we need to really dig into Georgia. Look at Georgia week by week schedule. Look That's at how everything's okay. coming yeah, together. Fine. And the week after that, we will actually preview North Carolina and make our picks. From whatever game it is. If it goes long enough, we got to kill Bill at one and two. So, so, so we'll just hit like the big national teams like Notre Dame, Ohio State, Illinois. I had I hadn't gotten to that. Where's the whistle? We need they the whistle. Kind of, I know. I know. They we do coming. have a explain the whistle on the lovey train. Yes. Um, no, so Scott. I'm so, sorry. Does, is there anybody in this room who who went to a school has a team that's that is coached by one of the 50 winningest coaches in uh, NFL history? Is, is there anyone anybody else in, in this room who's Teams head football coach was hired by a student of his. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I don't know. I just think. Um, but yeah, interesting fact: look at UNC's schedule. I know. Well, you don't they travel to Champagne first week in Atlanta against Georgia. The next week, oh, they go to Champaign, Illinois to I, face Will. I, I got to be honest. I'm a little mad. I can't go to that game. I love I, to go. To that I, game. I, I wish that, that Will. I wish you could do the double dip. You know, your Carolina two, teams. two twice, twice Carolina. Yeah. the double Carolina. It would be. Let's uh, go. Let's uh, go up there. <laughs> Come on. I think uh, uh, I got to see Nickel State. I got to. Uh, it's Nickel State. State. That's Nickel State. Come I on. I got man. an idea. What's well, one look of the like. problems this year. This is one of my big complaints, and I will not belabor this too much. It's a humble brag coming. I hate missing at games in Athens. I just it drives yeah. me crazy. It drives me nuts if that has to happen. Yeah. And my wife is from Columbus. Her Georgia. Yes, Columbus, Georgia. The only Columbus. Because we have a lot of listeners in Ohio that would get that confused. Yeah, yes. And, um, yes. He's run a marathon in there, so. Yeah, and so, uh, yes, and so anyway. It's the hottest place in the world next to Augusta. Yeah, it's pretty hot down there. Tailgating in Columbus. It was awesome, though, because the, cause the, the half marathon was at uh, Fort Benning. Yeah. And so the, there's one major hill. And oh, I were, thought you meant Columbus. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. No, I'm in Columbus, Georgia. I ran a okay. half marathon in Columbus, Georgia, not in Columbus, Ohio. You didn't go up there and run when you went and saw the men with the – you were at the Zero Dose I was at the Dose right? of Sarah. Dose, Dose, Dose Sarah. Second one, second yeah, one. Second one, yes. And anyway, beside the point. Point is, is – uh, her, they were supposed to have their class reunion, their 20th class reunion in uh, April, and they forgot to email everyone. So, like, shoot, let's find a day. How about this one random weekend in October? Oh, and it's the Vanderbilt weekend. So, oh. I'm going to be out of town for the Vanderbilt oh. weekend, much to my frustration. Oh. But because uh, just missing a football weekend, like, I live in Athens, man. Like, I don't want to miss it. It's happening weekend. to me also this year, Tennessee. Can I have your uh, tickets? Can I have your tickets? 
Seriously, I didn't get tickets this year, oh, so I'm right. asking a sincere yeah. question. We, I don't want to, you don't have to get into the details of what is happening, but I learned this right as we came in this year. Yeah, so this week. This week. I, I, if there's personal deals, I don't want to. No, no, no. The, the short story I, is. I have to tell you, it is a shock, and it's uh, frankly a little upsetting to me that you don't have tickets this year. The short story is, is that uh, I, I changed jobs at the end of the last calendar year, um, and I work at the university now. And so I had to get, I used to work at the university, but I had to get back in in line for staff tickets and they can't fill all the staff tickets anymore. Uh, by priority, it's by year. Um, like they, I, what do you mean they, they can't fill? You they, mean they don't have enough? They don't have enough staff tickets to fill everybody in the right. That's them. what I thought. That's and right. and I don't have enough priority points, and I didn't think I needed to order them just, through just through um, through the Hartman Fund. And clearly, that was hubris. But mm-hmm. um, it's fine. I'll find tickets. There's no such thing as a sellout. I've only been I've only been shut out of one game in my entire yeah. life, which was last year's George Tech game, and that wasn't because of price. That was because of supply. It's literally, I found one set of tickets and they were already promised to somebody. Right. So, so, I, so, so I, I have to say we're going was, to games, we're going to games, we're tailgating, it's happening. Right, it's not, I mean, there is a possibility there will be some games that I don't actually go in the stadium for. I learned just this. Just because I don't feel like fooling with it. But, but I will be at Tennessee, I will be at Auburn, I will be at Vanderbilt, I will be at Georgia Tech. I learned this literally when we got here to do this podcast. And I'm, to be entirely honest, I'm still a little shaken by it. I, I actually like it. Will, was, it I was honestly, I it was honestly it. a surprise. It, it makes me feel. It makes me feel good that this affects you this way. It was. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, realized, I'm really I, not even being sarcastic. I realize that's I was, more about the tailgate, but I'll be at the. No, time. it's no. not. It's not actually about the tailgate. <laughs> it is. You know, I mean, listen. The first Georgia game I ever went to was with you. Well, and, and I appreciate that. And, it was, so, and you know, I you got my always, violin out. There. You will always kind of be my <laughs> spiritual guide on this. I'm your. I'm your George Sharper. Yeah, the idea that I'm going to a game, going to games that you would not be. Feels no, I'll wrong. be at games. Try. I'm not. Like no, it's not. I appreciate like, that. Yeah, it feels wrong. It does. It so feels like a the, you're like the Obi Wan figure. Yes, with, he's a young no. With the no, less, I am a less, Jedi that fell on his face in the in the Dagobah swamps and drowned. Yes. And very early on. Yes, and I am Sir Alex Guinness if he'd kept drinking at 36. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll be at games. I'm not right. worried. I'm not worried about and, getting and, into games. Can you get back in line now? Can, like, oh, can, I'm still in line. It's just. I got a refund on what I paid to go oh, to the games, and uh, it's fine. When did I'll you get find in, this out? Um, three weeks ago. Yeah. So, but I got my North Carolina tickets. I assume I'm getting. I'm assume I'm getting Ole Miss tickets and, and Kentucky tickets. I'm not worried about it. There's no such thing as a sellout. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Um, you can always get into a game. You can always get in a game. Right. Can I say that, like, because you guys are going to North Carolina through you, through your regular tickets? Yeah, and, right. and, and tickets. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I already had decided I wasn't gonna. Uh, because they weren't part of the package. No, they you, had like extra, right. you had to buy them separate. Yeah, and, you had to have priority points. Right, yeah. right. And mm. so Which is we, weird. I got North Carolina tickets, but not season Yeah, not that. Right, right. But like, to get those tickets on the open market, they are like shockingly expensive. They're crazy. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you go to StubHub, they are... Oh, your tickets are $400 tickets. Yeah, you, really? you, yeah, you need to not yeah. sell no, them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Oh, like, you can tra- sell them. Yeah, a little, a little insight about Scott. Scott, uh, Scott's sitting by the Lieberns. And, um, <laughs> and uh, actually, the Lieberns are sitting behind him. It's like, can you sit down? The Tell Lieberns. your kids to be quiet. Uh, no, yes, he has great seats. I am sitting about where I sat. My first SEC championship game against Arkansas. Um, the next last row. You can follow me on Snapchat because I will be Snapchatting. I'll be that guy, like half paying attention, and then because I just can't help myself. Or you, you know, can't help yourself. I well, agree with you and, and here's the thing: I'm glad I'm not sitting lower level because I sat in the lower level for the BYU game. And what was that? Oh, and ten, right? Or eleven? BYU. I'm sorry. 
Boise State. Boise State. You said you, Boise State. You mentioned yeah. BYU earlier, and I was like, Did I? Yeah. Yeah. B- I'm sorry. You're gonna edit that. No. Uh, no not, you should. You should absolutely no, not. Does it? Tweet, what is it, uh, Tyler? BYU, BYU, BYU as Rexburg. That, as BYU someone Rexburg. that does a lot of podcasts, I actually feel like there's a lot of value in having that moment where everybody See? yells at their phones. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> and that was a moment where everybody yelled at and their phones. And then you rectified it at the end. Right. So I, 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 I brought it all back in. So the Boise State game, I sat in the lower level for that. I sat right. in the lower level for the 12 game against Alabama. Um, so sitting at 300 level, I feel, it felt like it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. because every time I sat in 300 level, except for the Splendid Bowl, we've won. Yeah. So, by the way, you know what Splendid Bowl is, right? I don't. Oh, we got a little catechism for, for Will. We, so keep, the, we keep trying to end this podcast, but then we keep going. But that's, that's fine. No, this but this, be a good it's a very important part. Yeah. Let's of, wrap, we'll wrap with this. It's a very important part. Of, we can't wrap with this. Uh, it's a very <laughs> important part of Georgia of, of Georgia catechism is to know that Splendid Bowl is 05. 06 Sugar Bowl, where Georgia played West Virginia. And, of course, they moved it because the Superdome was not available to play the Sugar Bowl. Um, And, uh, yeah. So, Scott, tell a great story. Yeah, I was waiting for the big reveal. No, no, I just said Splendid Bowl. That's all I can. But why did they get the name the Splendid Bowl? Because it wasn't actually the Sugar Bowl. It was was Atlanta. It was Atlanta. It was Aspartame. I expect more out of you. I thought he did fine. Look, it's August. Cut me some slack. It's yeah. really hot outside. We're all it's getting hot in here. I didn't get autographs Saturday. Right. Nobody got autographs, apparently. Clock hit 45. Out of here, kids. <laughs> um, How quickly did they get everybody out of there? It was 45 minutes. <laughs> they were out the door. Again, I, I if it gets it. them an extra win this year, we're okay with it. But yeah, yeah, especially if that wins Tennessee. Uh, it, like, it, it's, like, it's not like like my kid, I, my kid doesn't care about – it was really like shocking. I was joking about this earlier. But in all seriousness, like he knew every player's number in a way that I think could frankly be very helpful on this podcast. Will, <laughs> you've got to stop talking about your kid knowing all this I don't. I, or I, I'm going to make a Drake LaRoche Le- 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 joke. Okay? I know, exactly. I don't I'm going to make that joke if I you know, don't stop doing it. No, I don't want him to do it, though. That's the, that's the problem is I don't want him to – I want him to, like, learn the arts and sciences and – Anyway. I think the real thing was that he was checking his Major League Baseball at bat and realizing the Braves were destroying his Cardinals during <laughs> yes. his, during the fan only day. only two out of three games. Yes. only two out of three games. That's exactly. all. That's all. Um, all right. Well, gents, uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk. We're going to go team by team in, in the SEC, SEC uh, next week, and then we'll do a little bit of a national overview, and then we'll do our big Georgia deep dive. When's our draft? The 29th. Okay. Yeah, it, I got some time to start yeah, figuring out whether Tony Romo is going to be a thing. But more than anything else. I am just happy to be back with you, gentlemen. It's good to see y'all. I yeah. mean, I, I called up with y'all a couple of times over the summer, yeah. but it wasn't like constant. But the band is back. Together. The band's back together. That's exactly. right. We're on tour again. Exactly. So exactly. Well, I, I got two words, two simple words. What I, I what are they? Go dogs. Go dogs. Thanks so much for listening. Look out for our show next week as the three of us will preview a select few teams of national significance, as well as each and every SEC team as we try to determine which fan bases might be set up for major success, and which ones are going to experience a long, depressing fall this fall. (laughs) As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, the show's Twitter and Instagram handle is at WSLS Podcast. Should you want to follow Tony, Will, or myself individually, you can do so on Twitter by searching for Will, William F. Leach. For Tony, it is Tyler Dogden, that's D-A-W-G-D-E-N. And for myself, that's Jawavi Films, that's spelled J-A-W-A-V-I Films. It's great to be back. Have a great week, and we will see you on campus very soon. Take care.